Cresswell Manor, Oswald Kirk, Yorkshire, 2nd of December 1980. Dearest Annabelle, by now you will have returned from dropping Harry at school and I will be gone. I have been dishonest and I apologise for all that will follow, but please know I love you and that I will be home in just a few short days. Yesterday, when you asked me what the postman had brought, I told you there was nothing, but... There was something. A letter from Simon. Or, rather, an account of events that have taken place over the past month or so. I hope that once you have read it, you will understand why I have taken leave so suddenly. You will see from the envelope that Simon had not realised we had moved, and that the letter has taken some time in redirection to find us. If I am to have any chance, then I must go immediately. Please understand. I know that we have barely spoken of Simon in recent years, and you've not seen fit to have him around, little Harry, and I've agreed, but on reading his letter I see he is most unwell of mind, and that something terrible may have happened in Berkshire. I have no doubt you'll wish to contact the authorities, but I beg you to refrain until I have contacted you again, which I will, just as soon as I know the truth.' I must see for myself, Annabel. must see Abbott's keep, and know if there is any truth in what he has written. Even though we are estranged, he is still my brother, my only sibling, and it is what mother and father would have wanted. The letter makes mention of Alexander Everett Heath, and I know at least that he does exist. He was Simon's school friend at Crowsforth some twenty years ago, and in the same house as I was, although two years below, just as the letter says. I'm also aware from my contacts in the city that Everett Heath was an oil trader at one time, and does have connections with Switzerland, and also that he recently purchased a house in Berkshire, near Pangbourne, which I now take to be Abbott's keep. Also, Natalie is spoken of, and we both know her to be real. As for the rest... I only pray there is no truth in it. Much of what is written is clearly the imaginings of an ill mind and can have no genuine basis in reality, regardless of how authentic it all must have seemed to Simon. I'm not a superstitious man and deal only in fact, as you know, and so these things are easily disregarded. Although I will admit that last night I was plagued by the most ghastly nightmares. In all of them, Simon was there and wore the same forlorn expression. He mouthed words to me as though desperately trying to tell me something, but no sound came. I tried also to speak to call to him, but found that I could not. Then he simply walked away from me into the darkness. It is worthy of mockery, but... I have not been able to rid myself of his haunted face, mouthing silent words ever since I woke this morning. I cannot ignore the sense that he may be in some dreadful danger. Yes, the mind can play terrible tricks, but it is the other, more potentially factual points in his account which give rise to the gravest concern. Please, Do not be too angry with me, Annabel, for not discussing matters before I left, but I know you would have tried to dissuade me from going, and also that I may have succumbed. 
There have been many problems with Simon over the years, and no doubt your patience has worn thin. But I must try to find him. I have attempted to reach Abbot's Keep by phone, but without success. Alexander Everett Heath is not listed, and nor is Abbot's Keep, which in itself is quite normal. I contacted the old Crowsforthian Society and spoke with the secretary, who has no contact number for Everett Heath. They have not heard from him since he left, and only know that he attended Cambridge, where he graduated with a first in classics from Magdalen. I've booked a room for the next two nights at the Weary Friar, a small inn on the Thames, just north of Pang.